think we have to like go fucking taste the rain and slide in mud and scream and cry and throw our bodies to the earth or bury ourselves in the earth or fuck strangers in the street. I think we need to feel in our bodies and we police the fuck out of each other and ourselves. When people are like, defund the police, defund the police, what and I've I've been in activist communities a lot in my life, um, but all I kept hearing is like defund the police in your motherfucking head. Like we have to defund the police in ourselves. Whatever's happening in the government or the external environment is an entity of our collective consciousness. Trump, Biden, whatever, it's a reflection of us. You know, so if we're afraid of police or police are bad or whatever, that police are also bad in our head. The racism is within us, too. Hey, everybody. That's uh, something that I haven't done before. Open the show with a quote from the show. But I heard a couple people doing that. Maybe I heard Lacey doing that. That was Lacey Free. She's awesome. And uh, we had a good chat. You guys are going to enjoy it before we get into the conversation. Remember to check out the show notes in the show description. Basically, I don't need to sit here and ramble on about it's our sponsors and the da 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 da. Just know that the stuff that I have in the show notes, show description, I've been doing this show for five years. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Show notes, show description, same shit. I don't know. But wherever the links are, just go there if you want to learn more about how to support the show where to find this awesome guest, Lacey, who's a fucking boss and just fun to talk to, interesting, to say the least, life story and, and what she does in the world. Um, of course, you guys are going to hear all about it. So why, not, why waste all of our times here? Talking about sheath underwear and fungi academy and being true to you and the sponsors and the Patreon and the leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and yet say why should I go on and on and on and on about trying to convince you guys that I'm really being authentic with the sponsors of the show and that I need your help and support, you know, and all that stuff. So it's just, you know, I could sit here and I could talk about how wonderful I love sheath underwear. And you guys have all heard me talk about sheath underwear and the new listeners of the show. They'll know my sponsor is sheath underwear and you put in the promo code Mikeadelic and you get 20% off and fungi Academy is a great place to learn how to grow mushrooms and learn about psychedelic journeying and being true to you offers amazing courses for people that want to start a career in the psychedelic renaissance and you know all these wonderful amazing things that uh that are being birthed out of this new world that's growing and the the old world is uh you know the old world is marching along to the beat of the old world but we're moving on baby we got cool shit going on we got the psychedelic podcast here 
We got me. We got Lacey Free, her pod, whore pod, all of her. Uh, damn, you hear that static? I think I need some new XLR cables. You know, these XLR cables have lasted me a good amount of time. These are some good quality XLR cables, but uh, I think they're starting to go. So maybe they're not great quality, but they're just, that's it. Anyway, sorry about the little staticky thing there. Got my, uh, my XLR cable hooked up to my audio interface. Everything that I've had has been, that's me. Anyway, I'm going to get some new stuff. Really excited. Moving on Friday. Bigger house, bigger space. Going to have a dedicated studio space. Right now, it's kind of a shared office studio space. So, dedicated studio space. Well, what, what does that mean? That means that there's a space that is only going to be for podcasting and creating. And I don't know. I mean, I might do other things in there as well. I'm definitely going to fart in there. I'm not going to not fart in there, but, um, you know, I'll probably get high in there as well. Uh, you know, you could imagine all the other kinds of things that I would be doing in there. Just let your imaginations run wild. Uh, but, uh, that'll be nice because, uh, I feel that I'll have more free reign, uh, to book and record and, uh, do whatever I want, basically. Now, I, I've been on a little, a little bit of a, a, a schedule, I guess, or I've had to work out a schedule. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for uh, new things that are coming, the move, the studio, uh, probably bumping up the frequency. I apologize for um, not having uh, episodes out really for the, the whole month of September. Uh, September's been crazy. So if you got listeners of the show will know that, uh, I hosted my first men's retreat at the end of August, which was phenomenal. Then that went into me coming back to Denver and then going immediately away for a wedding, then coming back to Denver for like a day or two, uh, going to Uray for my birthday. Oh, wait, that, that's reversal. I went to Uray, then the wedding. Then coming back, and I was in town for maybe like two days, saw East Forest, went to East Forest ceremony concert in Denver. It was phenomenal. Got to chat with, with him and uh, his wonderful partner, Rada. Um, and uh, we're going to have him back on the show, and, and I hope to have her on the show. I want to reach out to her. She's really cool, uh, ketamine therapist, and among other things. And... Um, Anyway, so that was great. And then we, uh, my partner Jenna and I went to Utah, went to Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, and uh, Escalante National Staircase Monument thingamajig. That, that whole area of southern Utah is just like mind-blowing. It's wherever you go, it's just like this amazing uh, earth, just it, everywhere. It's just amazing landscapes. and people were really cool and it was a real magical place when we we got down to uh southern utah there uh zion bryce and uh escalante area it was really nice so i had a good time there uh anyway been doing a lot of traveling been uh in doing a lot of then we had our integration uh for the the men's retreat we did our integration experience that was great so just been really jam-packed. And because I'm moving out of the house that I'm in now, uh, it's been chaotic. 
And uh, the old studio space that I was using uh, has not been available. And uh, anyway, sorry that uh, that I haven't had the, you know, getting an episode out a week is, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> I think I think I say that this show is a once a week show, but uh, I've been doing it for five years, and what do we have? One hundred and almost two hundred episodes. So you know, you do you do the math there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's even been hard to record this intro. So I'll I'll talk about that on a solo podcast. I'm gonna do. I'm probably gonna put out like two solo podcasts. I hope. Uh, one, just kind of talking about some things that have been coming up for me. I've, I've had a lot of big experiences, medicine experiences, ceremonies, trips, travels, arguments, insights, revelations. So there's been a lot going on and I'm sort of, you know, working through that as well. So I'll, I'm going to put out a podcast talking about that. It'll be kind of a more personal, uh, podcast. And then uh, and then I'll put something out. I think I'm going to put something out just telling some trip stories, telling some ceremony stories, telling some medicine stories, uh, some experiences that I've had. And, uh, you know, sometimes I was hesitant to talk about them in, in the fantastical ways in which they are or have been, uh, because um, to not get stuck in the place of the trip tale. But, you know, why the fuck not? It's cool. And as long as you're not getting attached to that whole realm as being like everything that there is to be explored and what does it mean and all that kind of stuff. But if you could just appreciate the story for what it is, I think you're going to really enjoy uh, the podcast that I'll put out talking about some ayahuasca experiences, some high dose mushroom psilocybin experiences, and maybe even some LSD, MDMA, ketamine experiences. So, We'll have a we'll have a real fun episode with that. And then Dosadelic will be coming back in like mid October probably. Uh, been on a little bit of hiatus there, but uh, that's uh, that's something that we're gonna do with the studio space too. So anyway, that's just a little window inside what's been going on with me and where I've been at and how come I haven't put an episode out in a while and stuff. And uh, and yeah. Um, I think that's it. Like I said, <laughs> you don't want to hear me ramble on about the sponsors of the show and where to go and how to leave a review and how to support. But I will say this. I want this experience that the thing that I'm creating here to be more of a participatory community. So I, I, I want to do stuff, uh, meetups, local meetups in Denver, Boulder, uh, group things, mind jams, uh, you know, Zoom calls. We can even do Zoom podcast thing. But get onto the Patreon because that's a way to to help fuel this. Is uh, I got a lot of ideas like for for some fun, informative, you know, mind bending type stuff that we can do. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess need your help. So check out the show notes, show description, everything that you're gonna want to know about me, the show, how to support the sponsors, and Lacey Free, our amazing guest today, is going to be down there. Check that out. Without further ado, let's get into this awesome conversation with the wonderful Lacey fucking Free. Psychedelics are illegal, not because 
a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window, psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject the authority. Authority is a lie. Of Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. out to me and maybe wanting me to be on your show but i was like thinking that you were wanting to be on my and whatever we're just we're, it's all the same thing i think you know we're just gonna have a conversation and like yeah let's just do that let's just have a conversation awesome i'm not gonna i'm not gonna interview you dope well i'm really excited to talk with you i listened to your solo cast yesterday Oh. And I thought it was amazing. I, I I got the feeling that you didn't think it was great, but I like loved it. And I was oh, really nice. resonating with what you were saying, especially around the energy of anarchy at festivals. Mm. And that even our sort of festivals or our free spaces have gotten this sort of matrix control over them. These like extreme social norms and that we don't really have a lot of places to totally be free right now mm. yeah thanks i appreciate that yeah um that's i've sort of been saying the same thing for a while so it's uh yeah it's it's definitely uh something i feel pretty passionately about thanks for listening and uh yeah i love i love your name lacy free I mean, so that's, you know, I'm all about being, trying to be as free as possible. Yeah, completely. My actual last name is Freeman, but I dropped the man. Yeah, dropped the man. Embraced the free part. It also helps because it's a name from my dad and I have no connection to him. So it felt like no connection to the name or to a sense of family. So I could just drop the man part. Yeah, I like that. That's a good slogan. Just be, don't be free, man. Drop the man. Be free. (laughs) Yeah. But I specifically liked what you were talking about around this energy of festivals being like a purge, somewhere where you could go to do a ton of drugs or fight or scream or have orgies. And I feel like there's so much of that wildness within us and we're constantly taught to repress that wildness to limit it to sort of suffocate it within ourselves and i feel like 
right now. I just want to go door to door and like shake people or maybe just dance with them because Mm -hmm. it feels like there's so much stagnant energy. And I feel like that stagnant energy is strategic from the matrix, from the system. And because I feel like there's been a mass awakening happening in the last you know, decade, but the last two years completely. I think it was happening around 2018, 2019. People were waking up to their authority, autonomy, their spiritual sovereignty. And by doing that, they're like, fuck, I can't go work 60 hours a week at an office anymore. And I feel like every time a God wakes up and a God being a autonomous being who creates their own reality feels like every time a god wakes up there's an equal and opposite reaction in the matrix and i Mm. feel like part of what's happening right now with all this this sort of fear agenda with the media is to keep us sort of dependent on an authority outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. And keep us like stagnant in the cage of our home and stagnate. I love the body and I'm an herbalist and stagnation is so deeply connected to dis-ease, you know, the lack of movement. So when you were talking Mm -hmm. about these festivals and the purge and orgies, I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a, a really raw you know, like uh, the soul wants to be free. We're back with today's guest, Lacey Free, talking about consciousness, reality, and the matrix, the illusions, the veil, thinning, the... I'd love to just have a radio show where I get to do radio guy voice. You have such a good radio guy voice. I really feel it. That was my first impression. I was like, he has a great radio guy voice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're just like driving in the car and it's like, hey, we're back with Lacey Free talking about how the illusion is crumbling, (laughs) the matrix, the veil is thinning, people are waking up and there's polarization (laughs) happening on all parts, but it's all good. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So yeah, um, I forgot. I totally forgot what we were talking about. Me too, basically. All right. Well, for people listening, we had a little glitch in the matrix, and uh, now we're back. But it's really real. Whenever I do start talking shit on the matrix, there always ends up to be glitches. <laughs> and I do, I do readings for people. I don't know. Readings is such a corny word, mm. but I, you know do energy work with people and it feels like whenever we get to the part of piercing the veil of getting to the root car alarms start going Mm. off when I first started doing them I all of a sudden got like a crazy neighbor and he would just go outside and start screaming and throwing things only when I would get to the point of the reading where it felt like we were having a sort of like breakthrough aha moment then the matrix just loses it yeah i definitely have had moments like that too so you said you don't like to use the word reading it's 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 interesting i always find myself in the same position too like 
trying to describe say things. And I think I talked with Jess about this too. She's you know, she's like, oh, just I'm not using manifest anymore. You know, it's like we're trying to figure out other words to use. But yeah, you you call yourself a holographic healer, energy reader, poet, death doula, performance artist, herbalist. Okay, you host horror pod. Uh, and so t- tell me a little bit about the energy reading stuff. Yeah. So when I say holographic healer, first I'm a poet and a witch, and that, those are also very corny words, but I grew up in a lot of trauma and abuse mm. and how I saved myself was through the magic of words. And I learned really quickly that words are spells. I learned that in poetry, but also I I was really isolated in the abuse where I grew up and isolated in the ways that my parents were on drugs and sometimes they would lock me in a room. Or my dad worked nights as a milkman and he would lock me in a room during the day so he could like sleep or do drugs and being locked in for so long um, was maddening and it caused a lot of disassociation but within the disassociation I think superpowers came out of that Mm. I feel like a lot of people's trauma are deeply connected to our superpowers, that our wounds are our gift. So being locked in a room for a long time, I began to realize that time isn't real, that I could close my eyes and use my imagination to create another reality, that I could close my eyes and envision my mom coming home. And sometimes eight hours would feel like eight minutes. And from a very early age, reality never felt real to me. It felt mutable, malleable, and that my imagination could affect what was happening externally. And could that be just like a mental illness or an insane coping mechanism? Definitely, completely. And I still wonder that about myself all the time. Yeah, the uh, that must have been really traumatizing, right? And <laughs> to say the least. And uh, but there is there is something there. You know, I was I was talking about this the other day with with somebody. Have you ever watched the show The OA? Yeah, I have watched the show The OA, but I have this thing like where I watch movies and I have amnesia. So I've definitely watched it. I definitely was resonating. I love Brit Marley. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's so fucking magic, but I barely remember it, except the octopus, because I believe octopus are aliens. Mm. I I don't eat octopus, never. Yeah, have. me neither. Yeah. Because I they're highly, highly intelligent beings. Not that mm. I eat a lot of animals, but Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. Them. Yeah, I remember seeing that and just and and just being like, wow, these are really intelligent beings. Yeah, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. But yeah, there is it there was um the they're the villain in the show uh basically you know, kidnaps these people and keeps them locked away. And by keeping them locked away, they discover their powers. So exactly. it, it it was like it was like 
you know, the thought came to my mind of like, okay, wow. So in order for, you know, people that, that, I don't know, I'm, I'm searching for the word. It's like uh, the light, let's just say, in order for the light to emerge from the darkness, the, you know, that there has to be some kind of pressure to, for that, you know, for, for people to sort of awaken to what they're tr truly meant to be or why they're here. It's, um, you know, that, that force of resistance. What is it where like coal turns into diamonds or something like that over, over pressure over millions yeah. of years or something? Yeah. So there's so many beautiful metaphors for it, but I love what you're, how you relate it to the OA because I think it's twofold. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think in one way, the matrix, and I say the matrix like it's the ultimate enemy, but in truth, I believe we're sort of playing a video game, or at least I use the metaphor video game. And the goal of the video game is to beat the matrix and come out being a god. And a god is just an autonomous being creating their own reality. But I feel like the matrix also has trapped us inside since 2020, or a lot of us, not all of us stayed inside, but trapped us inside with fear tactics to divide and conquer, to separate the gods, to keep us locked in. And I know the word gods freaks some people out, but I think by dividing and conquer, like dividing us, it's hard for us to realize that some of our other senses are coming online. I think we have way more senses than the five senses we're taught about, mm -hmm. way more than taste, smell. I think we are all deeply telepathic. I believe that we can do way more with our mind than we give ourselves credit for. And I think the matrix goal was to divide and conquer us so that we're not totally in tune with our magic. But the double-edged sword part of that is a lot of people have gone internal during this time and realized, oh shit, that, that job was burning me the fuck out. And I'm too empathic to be doing a nine to five or working at an office. And a lot of people have connected to nature in a new way, which I believe nature is sort of a reflection of us mm -hmm. and that it is us and a healer for us. Growing up in so much abuse, I also got really sick a lot because we weren't being fed properly or sometimes going without food completely. And so in my teen, I was removed by the state when I was 13 from Child Protective Services and then when I was around 16, my periods stopped and I just got super fucking sick. And no, I didn't really have people to take me to the doctors or help me in a Western medical way. So I learned about herbs and weeds and how like we know that mushrooms and acid have um, psychoactive properties. They make our minds different. They make how we see the world different or more open or clear. Well, herbs and weeds can do that too. We just haven't been taught about them. So there's herbs that are like nervines that affect our nervous system and are nurturing for our nervous system. And then there's adaptogens, which are 
herbs that help our bodies adapt to stress. So it's just also the matrix has like gone around spring cancer-causing chemicals on the weeds that heal us and help enlighten our third eye. That sounds kind of corny too. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's accurate. You know, I think that that it's we we do live in a world that is right for us because we are it. Like uh I remember seeing this this meme that someone posted once and I thought it was really good. They said uh we're not fighting we're not fighting to protect nature. We are nature and we're protecting ourselves. Oh, I love that. Protecting ourselves. Yeah, I think protecting ourselves and healing ourselves is so important, but we haven't, we don't realize that we have all those tools within us to do it. Um, So when I say I do holographic healing, it's mostly a co-creation with another person to help them find those tools. But those tools are there, and there's not really a lot I can do as an external source. But the energy of the holographic healing is that we can jump timelines and travel different dimensions to find those tools. So when I started doing holographic healing on myself, I would go into the room that I was so scared of remembering, the room I would be locked in. And when I said I would go into it, I would meditate in the 30-year-old me would go, and it took a while for me to get to this place where I could go into the room. But I want to be clear to heal any trauma, we don't, in my opinion, we don't have to keep reliving that trauma. I think a lot of like modern day mental health and counseling um, reactivates trauma and teaches us to relive it. Mm. And the idea with holographic healing is that you don't have to go back to the most traumatic situations, but you can show up as your higher self to be a healer for yourself in that timeline. I think Jessa actually talked about it with you on your pod. I listened to you guys yesterday. Oh, cool. And she talked about the holographic healing in that way. And yeah, so I would see my 30-year-old self walk into that scary room. And then I would take the five-year-old me or the eight-year-old me by the hand, and I would have her look out the window. And now, since I've taught myself about herbs and the plant medicine of even trees, I would have her look at a pine tree out the window and tell her, about pine needles and that pine needles carry a ton of vitamin C within them. And that vitamin C is a healer for the body and the immune system and that it actually is a comforter for trauma. And I would even tell her stories about how in previous pandemics that people learned that they can survive off the pine tree, that they could use the bark as food, that they could take the pine needles, crush them, and steep them in hot hot water, and that would give them vitamin C to protect them against the pandemic. So by doing that, 
I'm showing her that she has tools all around her. Even if she feels so fucking alone and no human cares about her, there's a pine tree outside that she has smelt before, she has touched before. And even if she can't touch it in that moment, it's still a fucking spirit guide for her. I think in spirituality, we get a little like wonky because we we think our spirit guides are these like esoteric things that aren't tangible to us that we can't reach out and touch. And I've always felt growing up, I felt really alone. So right away, I had to make my spirit guide something I could see, feel and touch. And that's what herbs and plants became to me. Mm. So the holographic healing is believing that time isn't real. It's believing that my 30-year-old self can go talk to my five-year-old self and that timeline still exists. And by talking to her, that brings healing to who I am right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and I don't have to like see the sexual abuse or the violence or whatever. I can just like go show her a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I was just talking about this the other day, actually, in a, in, a, in a different way, without the context of holographic healing, but um, in a way where there's sort of sometimes it seems like uh, as I progress in my life, uh, picking up different things, learning different things, it, it seems like it doesn't really fully come to light uh you know even as i'm like doing it it's like it gets like stuck and then but then all of a sudden there's this like kind of like domino effect where it's just like and then it just like matches exactly where i am and it's all it all catches up um and i did have like i had this uh very large dose mushroom trip where I went into, I guess, the Akashic field or whatever. It just, it looked like this server farm, infinite up and down with all these symbols and stuff. And this being was like teaching me how to basically reprogram parts of my past so that I could, so that I could rewire it so that it'll like, like trickle through to, 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 to the now, I guess, or like it would catch me up. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love how you're saying that. Yeah, I like the rewire or the reprogram. And I've been thinking about, I think we're all getting those downloads right now. You know, part of the idea of the hologram, I don't know if we're actually a fucking hologram, but I think it's a cool metaphor. Like, I don't know much about video games. I don't really play them, but I think it's a metaphor that really makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And... The idea, so the idea of the hologram is we're just a reflection of each other. And in a real hologram, like a, th- a 3D hologram, not the 2D holograms that are like on the back of your credit card, the 3D is it's a projection of light coming from a denser reality, a 3D pro- hologram. And it's said that if you cut a 3D hologram or put it into four different pieces, each piece makes up the whole. So to me, that's saying that we are all part of this like one collective hologram, but we each carry the whole within us. Mm. And I do a lot of work on the physical body and read energy through the body. So just like you can read someone's sacral chakra, their womb space, and in that womb space, you can read so much coding about their whole. 
or the the bottoms of their feet or reading their palms. It's all part of the whole hologram. But I like what you're saying about reprogramming. And I've been trying to do that more in real time because unfortunately, even though I try to educate myself on energy being awake in this shit, I still can be a fucked up shitty person. And I'm I'm really stoked for the day that that isn't happening. But I've realized even in real time, I can reprogram that. Mm. So I was like having an interaction with a friend and I just wasn't very present and I didn't know how to show up for her. And I just didn't fucking hold that space the way I wanted to. And sometimes when I'm not able to hold the space, I talk about weird shit or get awkward. And I came home and I was like, fuck. And like, you know, letting it sort of eat away at my flesh. And then I was like, wait, like you can just bring healing to that moment. So then I just took like five minutes and I envisioned my higher self talking with her higher self and being like, dog, I'm sorry I couldn't hold space for you right now. And I was being like bitchy and selfish. And I just really pictured energy coming out of my heart and pouring into her. And that sounds a little spiritual bypassy because sometimes we need to actually apologize in person, but it would have been more awkward and it would have been making it more about me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like call her up and be like, hey, but so right. I think we can reprogram it as we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're constantly programming and reprogramming as we go. I mean, I, th- I try and think about the the nature of, of this thing that we're in and it just seems like we're constantly creating reality with every choice with every second everybody uh most people probably passively and like unconsciously right because they're just like on a loop they're just sort of and i've been there like you know just like all right wake up do this thing that i don't want to do and then try and get some relief by you know drinking or whatever and um but yeah, I mean, it, it's re- when you get that choice of like, oh, wait a second, like I could actually sink into more of a sovereign state of being that feels more true. How many people are just walking around out there that don't even really know what that means, like what it means to actually feel truly alive and and yeah. and they're creating reality, you know, they're, cre- they're participating in the perpetuation of basically you know general consensus matrix reality and we all are i am too yeah 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 and i go to sleep all the time you know i fall asleep in the matrix all the time Mm. but i but i don't think it's bad necessarily i think i have to experience the underworld the darkness Mm. uh and i think we even get codes from that and i would argue that even the people who are making decisions unconsciously or don't realize how free they could be i think you said you said something like maybe they don't feel it the freedom within them i would argue that they totally feel it mm. but that they don't feel safe to feel it mm. i think we live in a world that like really doesn't accept you if you feel your emotions yeah. i think we live in a world that really doesn't accept you if you speak your truth mm. especially now it almost feels worse to me now mm-hmm. um 
even in spiritual communities, even in spiritual communities that claim they're different and that they're not love and light, there's still so much groupthink and sheep mentality, Yeah, even within me. There is so much I have fucking wanted to say in the last two years, and I'm and I have my own podcast and I'm thankful for my voice and opening my throat chakra, but I still find myself being like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that on a podcast. Oh my God, they're all going to be mad at me. Oh, they're going to all think I'm crazy. I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be liked. They're, because we punish people for being themselves. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean – Please say anything that you feel that you have been <laughs> holding back. Let's get it out. You know, yeah. I think that that's always something that I try and keep in mind with why I have a podcast is to say, you know, just be truthful with my experience. Not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to say some shit that people are going to be like, whoa, I can't believe you said that. But it's like just trying to be as totally real and transparent as possible. Like, I hadn't put out a podcast in a while and then I just recorded this solo podcast last night and um, it's like really personal and, and very vulnerable and I, and I hadn't done that in a while and I was like, oh man, should I put this out? But like a few years ago, I wouldn't even hesitate. I would just put it out. Now I'm like, oh, I don't know. And um, yeah, you're mentioning like working within the body as well and feeling emotions and one of the things I started doing is uh, facilitating circles for men. And well, at first I was a part of one. And then, well, at first I was reluctant to join. Cause I was like, well, what is this shit? Like, I don't get it. Like, what am I going to like men's rights or something? I didn't understand what, <laughs> what it meant. And, um, but I'm glad I did, but still, even still there's, uh, there's, it's really difficult for me to really feel into my emotions and then express the truth of my emotions and where it's coming from in my body and things like it's, it's like I've tricked myself in the mind to think that I've been going to the deepest core of those. But I, but I most of the time haven't been, I've been like dipping my toe in and being like, Oh, I, Oh, that's the emotion. Okay, cool. Now like conceptualize it with all this abstract framework and, go into the mind. But I think that, yeah, I think liberation is going to come from, from the body. Completely come from the body. And I heard it like in my sleep the other night, stop trying to know Lacey, mm -hmm. like you don't actually have to know. And I think in the spiritual community or the podcast community or even poets or yogis, it's all so in the head and knowing or having the right opinion or getting the download first. And I don't know. I like I think I said to Noah Lampert the other day, I just want a shirt that says I don't actually like I don't know. Um, because I, I'm a Virgo sun and rising, so that's very analytical, oh, very I'm, I'm knowing. I'm Virgo as well, yeah. Ah, happy Virgo season. Yeah, you too. Coming out of it. But so it's about what I feel. It's like you don't have to know, Lacey, you just fucking feel. Mm. And sometimes I feel like we're living in hell mm. and I feel the worst fucking parts of it. And I'm scared to express that in ways because – spiritual people get mad at me all the time for that you know mm. of like oh she's always in the darkness she's 
fucking talking about our trauma again. But it but it feels to me like some of us need to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some of us need to feel that. Not all of us, and I understand it can become a loop too, but I think we have to like go fucking taste the rain and slide in mud and scream and cry and throw our bodies to the earth or bury ourselves in the earth or fuck strangers in the street. I think we need to feel in our bodies and we police the fuck out of each other and ourselves. When people are like defund the police, defund the police, what, and I've I've been in activist communities a lot in my life, um, but all I kept hearing is like defund the police in your motherfucking head. Mm. Like we have to defund the police in ourselves. Whatever's happening in the government or the external environment is an entity of our collective consciousness. Trump, Biden, whatever, it's a reflection of us. You know, so if we're afraid of police or police are bad or whatever, that police are also bad in our head. The Mm. racism is within us, too, you know? Totally. Yeah. Wow. That's such a great point. Like it is. I I found myself struggling with that because I yeah, it's 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 like, fuck, like where where is that in me? You know, like I'll, I'll be like talking about stuff out there and then I'm like, ah, shit. I'm like, I, I just like, I just totally went cre- all like them and I forgot about this. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, like, I, so I actually got to go to a festival recently and it was such an amazing freeing experience. It was like one of the freest festivals that I've been to. No one I was like, supposed to be there. Oh, you were supposed to be there? Yeah. Unison or Unison Yeah, yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Unison. It was so fun. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just a great reminder that like for the majority, the majority of people and the majority of the time spent there, I felt so in the present moment and everybody's just feeling, you know, you're feeling the music, you're feeling the dance, you're feeling, you know, the people that you're interacting with. There's not a whole lot of like anxiety or worry or thinking and, and, and that allows you to be in the present moment. And then you're able to be receptive to that, the energies, the whatever you want to call them that, you know, people's auras and, um, and it feels fucking great. It feels like, wow, we're really, we are, we really are connected and we really, we really, uh, really are alive. And, and several magical things would happen. Like people would be like, Oh, like I, my friend was like, Oh, I put in to get off of work. I hope I get off. I was like, you will get off, but it will happen at the last minute. And then that's exactly what happened. And then like, you know, someone's like, Oh, I wonder what time it is. And I was just like, I think it's 1211. And then they checked and it was 1211. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm just, there was, there's been some times in the past where like magical shit would be happening. And I would kind of like be like, oh, it's just a coincidence or whatever. Now I'm like totally embracing it. And I'm just like, yeah, it makes total sense because my channels are all cleared. Like I'm not stuck with all this like fear and limitation and crap, uh, worrying about all this stuff, but I'm able to just be free, feel and just be present with it and be calm with it and just accept it and just be like, yeah, like, of course, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. God, I love that you did that. And I'm so sad I didn't go. But this whole summer, I really embraced gathering with strangers in community. Nice. Since 
COVID, I don't know if we're allowed to say that word, since this <laughs> thing like broke out, I uh, have been like on this rocket or this really fast train. It felt like the rest of the world was slowing down and that my higher self or guides were like, go time, bitch. And I like have barely got a breather. But it's been really cool because I've just been traveling around and staying at different off-grid places mm. and learning about off-grid living. And a certain part of the summer, I just drove to Northern California by myself. And as I was driving there, Denver was out of gas mm. <laughs> one night. I went to a few gas stations and it just said out. And I was like, oh my fucking God, it's the real apocalypse. Maybe I shouldn't be a girl driving on the road alone. And I was like, no, I'm going to go to a women's festival in Northern California. And if the world burns down when I'm there, seems like a great place. Mm. And it's just sort of like what you were saying is like people were naked and free on the land. And it reminded me that, oh, yeah, I am magic and I can call in my life whoever I want to. And I can manifest magic beings at every point. I think the human existence is sort of a myth also. Like I resonate with dwarves, the magical dwarves from the underworld. Mm. My, my family are like, they're not hot, unfortunately. Elves are really fucking hot. <laughs> dwarves are short, kind of stocky. Uh, a lot of times the women have red hair and beards. So not like the hottest look. <laughs> But they're very into like the shadow, reading the bodies. They come from the underworld and are connected to the forest and music and playing tricks on people. But they're specifically drawn to people with holes in their souls. So kids who've been abused or like adults who still have that inner child who've been abused. And dwarves love the herb St. John's Wort. Hmm. And St. John's wort, like, is the the herb of, like, mending wounds. But it's also an antiviral herb and an herb of the solar plexus. So while everyone's, like, really freaked out about uh, – I sound so condescending when I say when people are freaked out about viruses. It's very – it makes a lot of sense that people are scared, and I want to hold space for that. Mm -hmm. But I also want to hold space for the parts of the earth that are just like naturally healing to that. And St. John's wort is the herb of the sun. So it like if cows eat it, it burns them and kills them because it brings the sun inside of you. It can do that to humans, but you have to like do so much St. John's wort that it's really rare. Mm. And it also herbalists use it to heal depression because it brings that sun inside of you. And then learning about what's happening in the world right now, you learn that if you have low vitamin D, it makes you more susceptible to the viruses. Mm. And so it's that's it's the energy of sun activating your power. I just went all over the place. No, yeah, I mean, it's you're not going all over the place when you're talking about the sun. The sun is everything; gives life, <laughs> right? So, bring the sun yeah. into the pod. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, you know, we think about it. Just you know, you go you go outside and you experience life and you experience nature. And as an herbalist, you have so much more knowledge as to what 
these herbs uh, from the earth can do, how we can work with them, how we can form relationships with them. And yeah. I think that that's really the missing piece is feeling the relationship and the connection to the natural world and not being told that like you can't if you you can't go to the beach you know i remember seeing these images in like the early on in the pandemic like people on the beach with you know with no masks on and like police officers coming up to them and being like oh you can't be here it's like what <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about man like the 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 you know the the media can make you afraid of pretty much anything because they're telling a story they're casting spells they're yes. you know they're they're it's it's uh it's a form of of magic and sorcery and uh you know it's just uh to the advantage of those that that stand to gain off of what their you know the message is so it makes sense to be like yeah don't go in the sun don't go outside it's like but the sun is like it's calling you it's like hey we got stuff for you here. There's herbs, yeah. there's medicines, there's all kinds of things for you available. Yeah. Well, everybody has melanin in it. And melanin is literally a superpower. And it helps your immune system, but it's also connected deeply to psychic powers. I encourage everyone to just like research what melanin actually is and and how it's a tool for supernatural shit. And the sun activates melanin. So I also feel like black people and people with a lot of melanin are fucking deeply, deeply powerful. And it's been a tool of the matrix to sort of trick the most powerful beings into thinking that they don't have power. Mm. And not that it has to be a hierarchy, but – there are a lot of magical beings who are poor or ostracized from society in different ways. And in my opinion, they're some of the most magical people. It's like the Matrix had to go extra hard on them to make them not believe in their own power. But I love what you were saying. And the sun has been weird. I've talked about this a little bit. But when I went to Northern California, it was a crazy heat wave. I crossed the border and there was a fucking earthquake right as I was like crossing from Nevada to California. And it was the hottest it's ever been in some areas. And we it was a bunch of naked witches in the forest. So we were like laying out naked. And this the sun was shining on us for like nine hours a day. And I am a pale ass ginger, even though my hair has been looking really dark lately. I'm a pale ass ginger. So sunburns, hello. I didn't get sunburned once. Mm. And I was like, something is fucking happening with the sun. And in the winter, I was like, something's happening with the sun and I was getting a little scared about it. It was one of those things that I was freaking out about internally, but too afraid to like tell the world because it's like, this bitch is nuts. But I was like, they're fucking with our sun or something's happening with the sun. And then I said it on a live on my Patreon and people were like, Lacey, I haven't been burnt all year. Lacey, I forgot to put sunscreen on my kids yesterday and we went to the pool and they weren't burnt. It makes no sense. So I don't know. I still haven't been burnt all summer. So the verdict's still out about what's going on with our son. But I talked to a lady and she was like, oh, it's our avatars upgrading. 
don't see it as like a dark timeline of our sun being fucked with. Our bodies are rapidly changing. And I was like, ooh, that resonates. Mm. It could be both. But I think our bodies are really evolving and changing right now. Yeah, that I, that that's uh, that resonates with me. At Unison Festival, uh, so there was one day me and my friends were – uh, on some really good acid and laying in the river, like just laughing and something happened, like something happened. There was some conversation. There's a woman with like a hat or something. And we just all started cracking up because I was like, Oh, watch out for that sun. It's going to get you. And like, she was laughing and we were all like, yeah, the, the sun's coming for you. Like it's going to, it's going to get you the, just the concept of, and as I'm talking about this, I actually have, a, a little like thing that someone made. I don't even know what to call it. Like an embroidered thing. It says live by the sun, like hanging up. And I just happened oh, to notice it's beautiful. it. Yeah. So it's like, it was just so funny to think that this thing of nature, it's going to get us. It's going to, it's get. We're going to, we're going to get got by the, the thing that provides life for the whole planet. But then we live in this modern world now where, there's, it's just like, oh, well, you got to go out. You need protection. You got to put all this stuff on your face. You got to wear a big hat. You got to, you know, hide away, get shade. And it just seems a little like, it's like, well, I guess if that's the kind of world that you want to create, then it'll become true. But like, uh, I don't want to live in that kind of world. So I'm just not going to like buy into that. And I think that's sort of my whole life. I would probably argue that that's like yours, right? Like, just like, oh, you guys are all believing that. That doesn't seem right to me. I'm going to feel into what's what's calling me. Does that yeah. does that ring true to you? Completely. And growing up with a bunch of drug addicts and wild adults, I learned really fast that they're fucking liars. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I felt like I could totally see their soul but saw also that they had to lie in in the external environment to survive. Where I think a lot of kids are programmed to believe that the lies are really reality. I was taught right away that reality isn't real, mm. that we can continuously change it. Wow. Yeah, and that's a good education. I mean, unfortunately, I don't know. It's weird. How do you feel about it? Because it sounds to me when you're telling you you're locked in the room, your parents are like, it's like, oh, I'm like, damn, that's, that's fucked. Like, that's that sucks. Like, you know, but how do you feel about it? Some days it really fucking sucks. Yeah. Some days I hate spiritual people because they're like, oh, you were raped for the good of yourself, Lacey. Now you can help other people who've been raped. And there's like truth to that. But there's also like go fuck yourself right. because I'm 32 and it still haunts me in the middle of night. Right. Yeah. I'm 32 and my hormones are still affected by it. Mm. Being brutally raped continuously as a young person, your pituitary gland, which is connected to your third eye, tells your ovaries it's not safe to get pregnant. Mm. So a lot of women who have had sexual abuse or haven't felt safe in their own femininity, their body literally 
reprograms itself for its own survival, its own safety. So my pituitary gland was sending signals to my ovaries telling my body it wasn't safe to get pregnant, that it wasn't safe to be a girl. So like my hormones were literally getting fucked up and I was gaining a lot of weight and my periods just stopped because it wasn't safe to flow. Oh my God. And that's so many feminine people. Um, And endometriosis is a little different. That's like a lot of uh, inflammation, fire energy trapped in the womb space. It's a lot of women who haven't had safe spaces to feel their rage, to feel their anger, to express. Our womb is deeply connected to creativity. Creativity is connected to expression. Our womb is very connected to our throat chakra. I'm a death doula and a birth doula, and I've worked with a lot of midwives, and I managed a strip club in Denver. So in that, I've learned a lot about the womb and how it's connected to our throat. And women who have been sexually abused, their throat closes up too. Or they talk in like a really high voice mm. because their their throat is trapped at the age that they were sexually abused at. And in birth, you you hear so much through the throat of a pregnant person or where things are locking up in their body. Like sometimes even in giving birth, women don't feel safe to like moan or scream or express to show their own pain. Wow. Yeah. So I, it's twofold, but I'd be a liar if I acted like it was just good now because right. it's not. Right. And there's times I feel so magical and that I can just attract all the magic beings in the world. And then there's times where I feel like death mm. and I feel like no one understands or cares about the pain that I still live through. Mm. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that portion of it. So I was, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about cause like I'm sitting here and I'm just going, fuck shit. Like there's this like, <laughs> I, I stopped, like I stopped going on podcasts for a while because I felt like, I feel like you get five minutes to express your trauma or grief. Like, oh, you're sad. Your son died. You can be sad for a couple months and then nobody wants to hear about it. But I feel like for me, it's going to be a constant integration my whole life. Yeah. And I'm feeling very high vibrational about it right now. But in the summer, I wasn't. Right. And we're all being collectively traumatized by the media in this time. Mm-hmm. And by being collectively traumatized by the media or the government, our old trauma is coming to the surface. And a lot of spiritual people are like, we don't have to work on healing all the time or we shouldn't loop on it. And it's true, but we're also, we don't know how to hold space for those people who have PTSD from their own life, that it it's being invoked out of them right now. Yeah, I really love what you said about, okay, you have five minutes to get, you know, it's like, that's bullshit. You know, it's it's like this the 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 sort of matrix game in the in its structures and the way that it operates. You're like, okay, you get two weeks of vacation. Oh, you gave you just gave birth. Yeah, you get like a week or whatever. It's like it's all insane. 
you know, it's, it goes back to what you were saying. Like we're not, it's not safe here for us to express the totality of our, our emotions, the totality of our beings, because you're not just like this victim. You're so much more than that. Like I'm not just, you know, a, a victim in, in, in parts of my life. I'm so much more than that. And we can be all the things all the time, right? It's like this really complex, um, diverse array of, of what makes the unique being that, you know, I'm sitting in front of right now. And it's like, how do we walk with that? And how do we show up in relationship with that? And is there space for us? And is it safe for us to, to, um, you know, be true, the true nature of who we are? So this is really relevant for me, because I'm learning that too. Like I'm learning, oh, I have to communicate the truth of my emotions in this moment right now which is like scary sometimes because it's like, fuck, like, am I going to be perceived as weak or, you know, whatever? So, yeah, I mean, how, how do you, how do you navigate life with the, you know, this sort of the heavy burdens of trauma and, and also all the other wonderful things that are coming through at the same time? Do you have certain kinds of practices that you do, or do you have certain kinds of tools that you use if things come up? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I allow myself to feel, and that's dangerous, and you lose people a lot when you allow yourself to feel. I Now that I'm in my 30s, I realize people usually circle back. It used to like my abandonment wound would go fucking crazy because I'd be like, oh, I was too much of myself and I like lost these people or I would blame myself or tell myself I was bad. And now I realize like people can only hold you where they're holding themselves. And by me feeling my emotions or me being honest with what I'm going through, or even if it's not dark or bad, it's just we're not used to the divine feminine or women being so fucking honest or raw. And when she is, we call her a bitch, Mm. or we're afraid of her darkness, or we tell her she doesn't have hope, or that she should be more spiritual, or, you know, do some cuddle puddles. Mm. And there's all these, like, niceties we put on women and then tell them oh just express yourself you don't have to be a pleaser and I think the deeper root of that is we're deeply afraid of nature the nature itself is the divine feminine Mm. she creates and she destroys Mm -hmm. she brings life in and she wipes it out and we're afraid of the darkness within the feminine Feminine is not just light and love. And and that goes back centuries. It goes back to mythology. Greek mythology, they banned the feminine to the earth and the underworld and said that the male sky gods, they were the ones in the heavens. And the feminine represented sexuality, a wild card, viciousness, pain, blood, And I'm like, yes, I represent all of those, but it doesn't make me the most liked person all the time. And it's really easy to be like, well, just be, who cares? Just be yourself. And there's an Ani DeFranco lyric I love. And it's, I know that's corny, but she said, thank you. She says, I have all these people come up to me and say, 
thank you for saying the things I never do. And she says, the thanks I get is to take all the shit for you. And it's like, we, in one way, we like lift up these women who are saying the things that society tells us we shouldn't. And then at the same time, we are fucking stabbing them and destroying them or calling out their name in derogatory ways. So it's, it's twofold. It's allowing myself to be hated and loved. I tried to do a million episodes with Ramin. I was on one of his podcasts and we kept trying to do episodes. And then I would text him afterwards and be like, you can't release it. (laughs) Don't release it. And I won't do that to you, I promise. But it was just like stranger times too. It was like this time last summer. And I had like a lot of opinions that were not safe. And I was telling my friends, they were like, don't do that to Ramin. That's so annoying. They're like, just speak your truth. And it's easy for some people to speak their truth if they have a home to go back to or parents that are going to love them no matter what. And I feel like I've been burning at the stake most of my existence. And I feel like I've I've worked really hard to like enter a portal of coming out of being burned. So the idea of being burned at the stake again was fucking scary to me. And you asked if I have supports around that. I use herbs to support me in that. Mm. I use music. I believe dance. Dance helps invigorate neuroplasticity. Mm. Neuroplasticity is the ability to heal trauma in the brain. Our brain and bodies regenerate ourselves. Mm -hmm. So although cellular memory carries deep trauma from generations or our ancestral line, we can also reprogram that. Mm -hmm. And they found that like sound healing, music and dance are one of the number one ways to enable neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. So so are mushrooms. Lion's Mm -hmm. mane is so fucking good for that. Reishi mushroom is an adaptogen and helps with the brain and how we deal with stress. Cortisol floods the brain and shrinks it. Um, So I feel like that's what the media is doing to us right now. They're constantly feeding us this cortisol and then it shrinks our brain. When our brain, when our prefrontal cortex gets fucked up, um, it's hard for us to critically think and problem solve for ourselves. So they're actively like messing with our problem solving skills. But you can do lion's mane, reishi. I love the herb go to cola, G O T U K O L A. And it helps the brain, it helps with memory, it helps heal the trauma. And so does rhodiola. Mm, rhodiola, did- cool writing this down yeah rhodiola is the herb of the warrior so russians russians had it first and they would give the soviet union rhodiola and they kept it secret from america because they thought it was like their hidden good luck charm but also those the warriors could just get beaten down beaten down mentally and physically and rhodiola would help them get back on their feet Mm. so i'm just so thankful for the herbs yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, you, uh, you said something before that, that brought a thought into my mind, which was about the feminine 
the sky father gods and the the earth woman gods. So it, it brought to mind like this, yeah, yeah like to, it totally makes sense that we have the this this sort of patriarchal, I guess, image of the ethereal god mind man. And it's like, oh, the body, oh, that's gross. Like that's the and that represents that the chaotic, creative, destructive feminine earth. So it totally makes sense that like this is where we are, where it's like there's so much shame and there's things that are so taboo. Like I was just talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. We're like, yeah, people just don't talk about sex. <laughs> like people don't talk. We were talking about something about our parents or something. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It's just not like a common topic of discussion. We were traveling around Utah. We were going to like national parks and stuff. And it's just funny. It's like, how many people do you like? I don't really see these people as like sexual beings necessarily. It, there's people don't let their, their themselves be seen as sexual beings that really deeply feel and, and, and have that sort of, um, I don't know, maybe almost mysterious allure, right? It's like, well, what would you rather be? Just like a nice person or like the the true essence of what you are, which is so much more than that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I just, that activated that thought of like how we just, and and for me, it's like this, you know, the body, the feminine, the, the emotions, and then we just want to live up in this cloud space, you know, like every yeah. let's get let's get rid of all those nasty bits and stuff. And you <laughs> know, fuck the clouds, man. Yeah, fuck the clouds. I have no desire to live during this time in the clouds. I came for the fire. Yeah, for the blood and the mud. Oh. But I think you're you're so right. In so many ways, sexuality like overstimulates us. Like we get on the media, the social media, the movies, sex, sex, sex. But then in everyday life, we are taught to minimize that or mm. repress it within ourselves. And people were having sex with me since I was a tiny kid. And I – this sounds fucked up and this is one of those things that could get me in trouble. But part of my healing in that was realizing this isn't good, what's happening to me. And it's not that it's good. But there's a power here that that people who are being predators to my body, they're siphoning part of my power, which means that there is a fucking power within my body that is a sexual power. And sexual power is way bigger than the physical act of sex. It's creation power. We create life through sex, which means everything you do that's creative or even an idea or a new thought comes from this same energy of sexual energy, of this power energy. And so I started over-sexualizing myself as a part of rectifying my own power. So even if you like look at my Instagram, and I, and I go in and out of this and I'll probably change it, but my tits are out. You know, the logo for my my podcast is called Whore Pod. <laughs> yeah, the, which is, by the way, one of the <laughs> coolest fucking intros ever. Oh, Mark, Mark, the amazing Mark made that. Mark Pontius. Yeah, he he made it, and 
I was lucky enough to be in his studio. And then I was like, can I, can I moan during this? And he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like moaning like crazy. And it was his beat he already made. And it was so fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But we can heal trauma through sex. We can heal our sexual trauma through sex. Um, We've also taught the divine feminine that pleasure is bad. I think I would even argue to say we've taught, and this isn't about gender. We keep saying these big gender things. We all carry the masculine inside of us. We all carry the feminine inside of right. us. Yeah. And there's women who carry way more masculine in their body than feminine. And that's, can be harmful for them too. They can be toxically masculine within themselves mm. and and afraid to rely on their sensitivity or their flow or their creativity or their own emotion or they ha- or their dad left them at a certain age so they had to sort of carry on the masculine and become emotionally strong or resilient or successful. Mm. And I really believe that we're all so terrified of our own pleasure mm-hmm. that we've been taught that sexual pleasure is bad, but also just like the softness of pleasure or the nurturing of pleasure. And even though I feel like part of my duty is to resurrect the divine feminine from the underworld, I so believe in the masculine. And I am so not for like the feminism that excludes the masculine because masculine men carry so much feminine inside themselves. And for me to resurrect the divine feminine, that's res- resurrecting the divine feminine within men as well. Mm. But but I also do not believe that we should like eradicate masculinity. Mm. I love masculinity. I love strong men. I love the idea of masculinity as protection, as guidance. Even the male sky gods, we want reinforcement from sky gods. We want positive reinforcement from our dads, from men to tell us, hey, we're doing a good job. Hey, we're on the right path. We look up at the stars to see if we're on the right path. And then, but like feminism and certain things with women have told us it's bad to seek validation outside of ourselves. We all need validation outside of ourselves because we are each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I am real ranty right now. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. This is the rant cast. This is what we do here <laughs> at Mycadelic. It wouldn't be Mycadelic if we didn't, you know, go down all the, the rabbit holes. Yeah, I have an episode on my on Horopod called Penis. Mm. And just talking about the energy of the penis and we don't give it love. Right. Yeah. Like we're taught like, oh, men are just these sexual animals that want to be fucked all the time. <laughs> and that is painful for them. Yeah. And I like believe that we should worship each other's bodies. And I believe the penis deserves to be worshipped. And I think it deserves to be worshipped in like loving, soft ways and aggressive, beautiful, wild sex ways too. But erectile dysfunction is like rampant Mm. in the United States. And that has to do with physical factors like being overstimulated or not hydrated or not getting enough nutrition. But I think on a deeper level, if we feel disconnected, if the masculine feels disconnected from their heart, 
or they don't feel like safe to love or feel, or they don't feel like they've been held or nurtured or taken to the feminine breast, their heart is going to hold all the blood in the heart chakra. And it's not going to feel safe for that blood to flow to the penis. Mm. And we don't, we're not conscious enough as a culture or a society to help men feel safe in their sexuality. It's not even fucking talked about. And men are sexually abused. Men are seen as these wild sexual animals. And I love taking up the practice of, and I love the energy of the sacred whores. I I haven't done sex work. I've just worked in sex industries. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important to nurture and worship and love the penis and part of that is healing to the masculine and it's helped me with my own sexual trauma to be a healer in sex mm-hmm. and not that we have to go like fucking worship our race rapist penis but if we can find safe ways if it feels right in our body by worshiping each other we're worshiping ourselves Mm. Yeah, I mean, showing up in love and compassion and and uh, with a gentle tenderness as well, and, and, and the ability to to accept and surrender into the true, like into your sexual beingness. Like I, yeah, I grew up in a way where it was just like I I saw porn at a very early age, maybe when I was like seven years old, um, and. Then I had an experience with this like older boy down the street who kind of took advantage of me in this like way where I didn't really understand what was going on. I was like, I don't really like, I wasn't like a sexual being. I was like eight. So I was just like, I don't know what's, what is this? Um, And so, yeah, it brought like a lot of confusion and a lot of like, and it wasn't talked about and no one's there for you. and, 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 And then all the stuff that you hear from the outside and the messages and then the people that you meet, like people that I met in high school and stuff, it's just this very like aggressive macho kind of like, uh, you know, you just, just smash and just get, you know, uh, just get off. It's all, basically the entire male, my entire, uh, education of like what it means to be a male, a sexual male is just like, well, I guess it's just about getting an erection and coming. Like that just seems like what it's all about. It's that's it. And, and, uh, and there's so much more, you know, and I, I had this like moment actually on LSD where I was just looking down at my penis and I'm like, Oh my, like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I'm sorry that I like treat, like I just treat you like this, like button that I just push for like ecstasis every like, you know, five, I'm just like, Oh, just, you're just like a a lever that I just yank and some, you know, feel good juice comes out. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that. And I'm so glad that I, that I've been on like a a more healing journey with that. And, and just the, the energy of that, like you were saying the life force energy and how that life force energy can be channeled in different ways and harnessed for, um, you know, longer lasting satisfaction, pleasure, different, different ways of being, and not just about that sort of like matrix, uh, general consensus reality, hypersexualized, but also at the same time, shaming non-healthy way. Yeah. So uh, thanks for bringing Com- that up. It's definitely, yeah. Completely. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Have you shared that on air before? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's so healing just in itself for the masculine is sharing. And I think that the masculine are deeply used sexually and taught to use themselves and not even know if they want to be fucking, you know? Um, I remember I would when I was having sex with a lot of people in my early 20s, I was sort of seeing it as research and development. And I would notice that like a lot of the men would cry afterwards Mm. and it would make me feel like something was wrong with me. You know, I was like, I was making it about me again Mm. and it wasn't. It's because like, I feel like I held space and not that I'm like special or anything. Anyone could do this, but I like held space for the masculine to feel during it to like feel the pleasure or the pain or the uncomfortability. And when you really hold space for someone to feel inevitably like tears will come out and tears cleanse the soul, you know, it Mm -hmm. sort of washes it away. And I think the masculine need to be pleased, nurtured and held when they cry Mm -hmm. by the feminine, you know, or by each other too. But I love that you're doing the men's groups. Thank you. Like, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh I guess I need it too, you know? Like I I need it the most as well. So I'm like, well, okay, I'm 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 being called into this, so I'm just kind of jumping in. Like I'm not an expert, like I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out figure out as I go along and create really good experiences that allow us to to feel more. You know, I think that's really and and to 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 be seen feeling in in a community of uh of men yeah it's so important yeah and i just want more men to be doing what you're doing and i don't think any of us are experts i don't think it's about knowing it's just about feeling i I get asked a lot like how did you become an herbalist and i didn't have money and so much of everything in our culture is surrounded by money Mm And I think we're taught like you have to be an expert or have money or go to school. And I learned about herbalism by Googling herbs and then getting an oracle deck of herbs. I've since taken a ton of fucking workshops and worked with witches, but I wouldn't say that I I knew enough just by reading and like getting the dry herbed and like playing and experimenting with making medicine and and those are just fucking weeds that are probably growing in most people's backyards right now Mm. and a lot of people are like i want to become an herbalist but it's overwhelming and it's like no you just you just can you know just get a beginner's guide of herbalism just get an oracle deck and start seeing the different pictures use the oracle deck like flashcards, and And different herbs will come to me at different times. And I asked my guide, like, if I should tell you about an herb or talk to you about an herb. And the herb that showed up was chickweed. Mm. And chickweed's a weed. Although it doesn't always just grow everywhere, kind of like dandelions. Dandelions are an amazing weed that clear the liver and blood. But chickweed has to have the right pH level in the soil to grow well. But it's a weed that... um, you know, the government, we've been taught to like spray chemicals on, Mm. but this weed reduces inflammation. 
it's like so good for the joints. You can drink it as tea. And even people with like pretty extreme arthritis, just drinking this herb can help them like move their hands or their legs. It's a crazy good source of vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin B. And the wild thing about this weed is that it has protein in it and fiber. So if like we really do have food scarcity or shit gets fucked up, you can like survive on the weeds and the trees outside. Mm. And we're taught like, no, you can't or you have to know a lot. Like foraging for weeds and trees is a lot less dangerous than like mushrooms. There's not like a lot of weeds that are going to kill you. Mm -hmm. There's some, Mm -hmm. but typically not in our backyards, you know? Yeah. And each – herb comes with its own magic too. So they say that chickweed is the herb of getting the fire out of your body. Mm. You can even make a salve with it Mm. if you get burnt and put it on your skin. And the salve is also cool because it like pulls out impurities with your skin. So if you get like a sliver or something goes in your skin, you put the chickweed salve and it like pulls it out. So I see that with magic too. It like pulls your fire out of you. So if your fire needs to come out for your creativity or expression, it can help it like fuel the flames. Or if you have like a lot of internal fire from like sadness and rage, it will just help like ease that and pull it out on more of a ritualistic magic level. You asked your guides what herb to bring up and they said chickweed. Yeah. It's perfect. I've been Yay. I've been recently going through a lot of like extreme fire coming out of me just like shooting out. So it's like, yeah, I've, I've been quick to irritability, frustration and rage, uh, which I haven't felt in a while. And I'm like, fuck, what's going on? And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think the rage is so important. So I honor you to feel it. Never do an herb to like rid it. But like the cool thing about the chickweed is it like, it doesn't just try to squash the flame of your fire. It's not like, don't have, don't have rage. Be a good boy. It's not that energy. It's like a supporter of whatever the fire needs to be so that the fire doesn't come out and you don't like freak out on your girlfriend, you know, that it comes out (laughs) in constructive ways. Yeah. And and then on a more physical level, um, it helps us pee. So it helps shed toxins. Mm. You'll pee more when you get it. Um, It helps... Uh, like stagnation in the blood. So like good for disease or the lymph nodes. Mm. Yeah. So play with some chickweed, maybe some salve, some tea. Let it steep for hours though. Don't boil it. Don't boil it. Just put it in, let it steep. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I, I talked to you, I talked to, there's, you know, so many people and I'm like, I'm always like, oh, wow, cool, like herbs. Yeah, I'm, I want to get into herbs. Like I want to get more into that. And and sometimes I feel like I'm just like, I don't know, like I forget, you know, it's just weird We're talking about like matrix life and, you know, being outside of it or whatever, being tra- like having been traveling and going to a diff- uh, bunch of different places over the last month and being in nature, being immersed in nature. And I'm actually, I live in Denver. So coming back into the city, it's like, as soon as I get back into the city, it's like, oh, like I kind of forget a little bit about all these good things that I was thinking or feeling. And then I'm sucked back into like, well, I guess I'm just going to get this thing at Trader Joe's. It looks, it looks healthy. It looks good. Uh, 
whatever. I, it's just that I get into, I talked about this with Ramin actually on our last podcast, how we get into things and then we kind of like, or just like forget about it and then get into something else. But, but this is good. I, I do want to, to practice more uh, with herbs because I don't really. Yeah, I, I use lion's yeah. mane and reishi and stuff like that, but, but more herbs. Uh, so thank you for introducing me to that. Yeah, they're so fun. And th- a lot of them are really gentle. Um, I like recommend teas and tinctures. I like alcohol tinctures. I don't like like glycerin because it turns into sugar in your body. Mm. But you can – but herbs aren't – everybody's different. Even though like we're all reflections of each other, herbs aren't like a one-size-fits-all. And it's so much about sovereignty. So like you can't – like I can't be like, this is the right herb for you, Mike. You have to do it. It's going to do exactly these things because you have to have your own relationship with the spirit that it is. Mm. Yeah. Cool. You, you're you amazing. You do so many you – you're so knowledgeable about so many things. It's so hard to kind of like put you into a category. Like I feel like I could sense my mind right now just being like – who is she? Like, what is she? But you're, you're so much like what, what is, I guess. Yeah. What, what are you, what are you feeling most in your world right now? What's, what's like big for you coming up for you? What are you working with, playing with, thinking about feeling into what's like most alive in, in Lacey Free's world at this moment? Yeah. I love to learn. Because learning is part of that neuroplasticity too. And I felt stupid my whole life. And I've had a lot of head injuries. So learning is so important for me. And also tapping deeper into my body always. I've been doing a lot of saunas. Oh, <laughs> so good. I've been sweating yeah. a fuck ton. Nice. And I like I know like Joe Rogan, people are always like sauna, bro, like sauna. But I've been like doing it every day and I'm like, this shit is life changing. Yeah. I'm like so much happier when I sweat every mm-hmm. day. So I think that is a big part of it. I deeply miss performing. Mm. Um I think we perform on podcasts in a way and I constant I love doing poetry so I want to do like I'm getting more into cryptocurrency and nfts and like the poetry world on the blockchain which I just learned existed nice so I think right now it's about constant expansion but also uh how witches bring healing to themselves and others is learning that Life, we, we're infinite. Like in numerology, I think I'm deeply connected to the number eight, even though I'm a seven. And eight is the symbol of infinity. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly dying and being reborn, dying and being reborn. And it's Maybon right now. So it's the witches. Uh, it's the fall equinox. So this is the time of the veil getting thinner and deeply preparing for the death. So even though I feel very much an expansion energy, I think as a collective, there's going to be a lot more death energy. And I think it's going to be very painful and there's going to be a death of the dollar. And I think we're going to go into one global government instead of different countries. And there's a lot of conspiracy theorists who think that's really bad. And I think it has the potential of being really bad. But I also think it has the potential of being an alien 
global government with a lot more decentralization and in spiritual sovereignty and self sovereignty. Whoa, cool! <laughs> what so <laughs> an, a al- an alien global government? Like, yeah, they're just going to reveal themselves and they're going to be like, "All right, we're in charge now." Um, I think they're already here. I think we. I think some of us are alien. I think the Galactic Federation and the government uh, are doing a dance together now. Um, I think even the most uh, simplistic person is seeing that reality isn't real. Like they're just talking about aliens on the local news. Right. You know what I mean? And part of that is to scare us. Part of it is to scare us and to get us to believe into government more. The thing about abuse, and I believe our government abuses us, is that abuse actually makes you more dependent on your abuser because it puts you in a state of fear. Yeah, So totally. Even like being beaten as a child when social services took us away, people are like, why aren't you happy you're not with your mom anymore? And it's like, well, number one, she's your mom. But number two, your abuser, you become more dependent on them. You actually feel like you can't think for yourself. And the trauma to the brain makes it a lot harder to critically think. Right. I also think – no, I, I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah, keep thinking. Yeah. <laughs> It's too much. We'll we'll talk again because I originally wanted you on Horpod. I know. Yeah, I was so. I, I'm sorry about that. I was like confused. No, that's okay. That's cool. I love it. I I hate the idea of like hitting someone up and asking to be on their podcast. Yeah, so I same, was not yeah. doing that. Yeah. I just felt like we were supposed to connect. So yeah, I was definitely. thankful to be able to connect with you. And I'm excited for whenever you want to be on mine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're going to have to do this again because there's just so much. We went we went a lot of places and there's, so, and there's still so much depth to all those places that we went to. Um, and I love what you're doing, again, with like the masculine stuff. So I'd love to ask you more about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I just, yeah, there's, that's going to be my shirt. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Please help. Yeah. I, I'm seriously <laughs> going to make those shirts. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you Even know, though I, I can't it, stop talking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think by talking, it helps us figure out things because, and we're seeing it in other people and you say something that triggers something in me and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or that makes me think of something. So yeah, we're all figuring it out out loud, which is great. And um, there's this, you know, certain things happen, I guess maybe synchronicities or whatever. And 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 you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to be doing this now. So that's, that's kind of, you know, what's, what's going on. And there's more of a, I feel more of a call to be in service in some way, but I've been so reluctant to call myself a coach or to do anything like that. So I'm still figuring out what, where I fit in and how I can kind of offer more, give more, you know? Um, and so I don't know what that looks like, but it'll be something. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you say that. And I feel like we get, that's our biggest block is like not knowing how to give. Like I work with a lot of people who are healers, but they're just so afraid to say they're a healer. They don't resonate with being like a massage therapist or a doctor or a yoga instructor. But I think we have like, I do poetry and automatic writing and I just keep hearing like all of us have to give more, give more to each other. 
Yeah. And by giving more, you get more. Like, I feel like it's just like, that's, that's the, that's the trick. Like, I feel really good when I can be generous, when I can give, um, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Well, Lacey, uh, I gotta get going. This has been great. We have to do this again. And, um, yeah, I guess what, what's the, what's the meaning of life? (laughs) You're asking me what the meaning of life is? Yeah. Uh, what's your expand, meaning to expand and give more? Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Great. Thank and you. then when you were talking about infinity, I just pulled this up cause I got dope. Yeah. Yes. I just got this at the festival. It was, uh, yeah. So there it is. I love it. Cool. Yeah, well, uh, this has been great and, uh, yeah, please be in touch and we'll, Oh, wait, we're still podcasting. We could just talk about this when we end the podcast. You guys don't know we're going to end the podcast. We're going to have a little chat. You're not going to be <laughs> you're not going to be privy to it, but maybe you're I'll clue you in. You're in my home city. I am. I almost thought about coming there and doing a live in-person podcast. Maybe we could do that home. next time. Yeah. Do you have anything that you say on Whorepod when you end? You're like, all right, whore on. Like anything like... I tell people they can find me on Instagram at Lacey is free or book a reading at LaceyFree.com. And then I say, I'm sending you all love and sacred fucking rage. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do some moaning now. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Cool. Lacey is free. I'm going to sample that. (laughs) Please do. Lacey is free. Go check her out. Thank you so much. Till next time, everyone. Much love. Peace. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Can't wait to talk to Lacey again. Go to the show notes, show description. Check out all of the things that are offered there. Sponsors, how to support the show, Patreon, one-time donations, Lacey's website, her work, her podcast, Pod, and more uh, from me. Basically, everything that you could want to know about the show, you know, the things that we talked about, where to go, what to do, how to support, uh, whatever you choose to do. It's all down there in the show notes, show description, wherever you listen to pods. And uh, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Give me your time and support. Much love. Till next time. Peace.